Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. We are going to talk about bullying. And you are going to hear some callers on today that will have very upsetting stories. And I want to reiterate this. You have a choice as a parent. Uh, you may have children in your car today. Some of the stories you might not want your children to hear. Um, you know, they might be a little bit difficult to listen to. There's a part of me would tell you to let your children hear them if they're 13 or 14 years of age because I would love to think that your children, if they had a similar issue or were dealing with a similar issue, uh, would come to you and talk to you about it. And maybe by listening to other people and other mothers or fathers, whatever it is we have on today, talking about their stories about their children, it might make them come forward to you if they are having difficulties because maybe you feel that they are. But that's entirely up to you and your judgment whether you feel you want your daughter or son or whoever it is with you under the age of 18 to listen to the show today uh, for the first half when we are talking about bullying because we will be discussing issues uh, like that and some of it can be difficult to listen to when you hear you know, of children who've taken extreme steps and have been bullied so badly. But I'm going to come to that in a second because more than a quarter of children have experienced bullying online according to new research released by the Mark Safer Internet Day. A survey carried out by internet safety charity CyberSafe Kids found that 28% of children had incurred, encountered at least one form of cyberbullying and the most common experience was being left out of chat groups on social media which was reported by 16% of respondents while 14% said they had received hurtful messages. According to the study 25% of children have reported being upset or scared by something online and cyber CyberSafe Kids CEO Alex Cooney, who we've spoken to on the show many times, said the only way we can protect and empower our children is if we act together as a community, strengthening our safeguards through regulation and legislation and educating our children and caregivers about how to be safe and smart online. We're calling on the Minister for Education to ensure that every child benefits from the better online safety and digital literacy training. And the Department of Education said there are several supports available to schools to assist in the development of policies and practices on safe internet use. And sadly, you're seeing a pattern here. Yes, the internet, social media is responsible for most of the bullying that we see nowadays. Today, I want to ask you, have you ever had an experience with your child facing any type of bullying or cyberbullying and how did you tackle it? And I want to talk about bullying and ask you if you think there's enough being done to tackle it. I'm going to be speaking to a mother in a moment that is heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken over a teenage daughter who's been subjected to. But before I do, I want to ask you, uh, do you think introducing digital literal tra- or literacy training in schools would stop the issue or certainly help? In other words, talk to children about how to behave on social media and have a class for it in school. Because we're at a point now where social media is the biggest thing that children do. You know, we have football and sports and PE and all those other things that we, they need for life. Social media is huge and we don't have a class for it. And there should be. And I want to get your thoughts. Do you think bullying is being taken seriously enough? And have you had any experiences? I want you to get involved in the show and give us your experiences and how your situation was dealt with. And let us know. And maybe by everybody listening and everybody putting their heads together, we can make things better for young people in this country. The number is 87 one double eight treble zero eight. If you want to WhatsApp or text, you can send us a WhatsApp voicemail by pressing that little microphone. By the way, in the bottom right hand corner of WhatsApp, and send us a little message if you want to. If you don't want to come on the air, okay? So it's oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. That is the WhatsApp or text number. Now, I want to speak to Sarah. Sarah, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Sarah? Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, well, I'm pretty good, but I know you're not, and you're going through the mill, and you're going through a very difficult time. And can I just put your mind at ease, Sarah, by saying I went through a very similar situation to you many, many years ago, my own daughter. Um, and I don't think quite as bad as what's happening to you, 
But, yeah. but certainly it is. It's so traumatic and so upsetting for a parent to see the child that you gave birth to and that you love going through such a difficult time in her life. And, and hopefully she'll come out the other end and everything will be okay. But tell us all about your 12-year-old and what happened and how this all started. Um, basically, Niall, it started um, nearly two years ago. Um, like that, as you were saying earlier, you know, it's all different types. It's cyberbullying, face bullying, school bullying. Um, but my daughter has experienced most of them, um, as in not so much in school, um, but definitely outside of school where she's been called names, um, being mocked off the way she looks, her weight. It's okay. Um, don't, don't get upset, Sarah. Are you okay? Do you need to get a glass of water for yourself? Are you no, okay? no, I'm fine. No, okay. sorry. Um, okay. No, I understand. Uh, and that was quite hurtful. But like that, I didn't take that far um, as in calling guards or anything like that. I tried speaking to my daughter, explaining to her that there was nothing wrong with her specifically, that it was these kids, they just wanted something to do. Um, what I have learned, Niall, is um, some kids who do go on to bully, they kind of, they wouldn't be the ringleader. They're more or less just kind of trying to fit in themselves. Yep. Um, but recently, um, she so, was... Sorry, can I, if, if I don't want to interrupt your story, but in relation to what age, what age was she when that was happening first initially? Uh, it kind of all started when she was 10, when ten. she started, you know, coming into herself, Niall. She's, yeah. she's quite a quirky child. Like, yeah. she's got her own sense of style, her own kind of... And that's wonderful, attitude. isn't it? I, I love to see children who are leaders and not followers. And that's... Yes. You know and, what I mean? And, and she's proud of who she is. Well, she was. Yeah. Proud of who she is and what she stands for. I mean, she's not into outdoor activities, but she's very arty and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm proud of her for being able to be that way. Yeah. But unfortunately, the world we're living in, not everyone sees it like People that. become judgmental, of course. They, they do. do. Yeah. They yeah. do. And it's something that needs to be... Someone, people need to stand up for it because... What's happening is the generation coming up after us, they're suffering because of, you know, the what you're supposed to be, you know what I of mean? Of course, yeah, you're not fitting into a certain category all Ex- the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to be your own category. Exactly, yeah. you know, and I've always told her to be that, like, you know, yeah, be, be yourself. yourself. Yeah, it's and, the and only how way. did that affect her, by the way, when she was being called names and, and when they were upsetting her by just calling her names? Um, and this, did she regress or did she become... Uh, she did. Go into herself a little bit. She did. She became very distant. Um, like a lot of her time was spent in her room. Um, if I asked her questions, I'd get back that, you know. Mm. And to be fair, Niall, I, I didn't cop it straight away. I put it down to, oh, this is the teenage years kicking in now. My own karma is coming back at me. You know, that yeah. kind of yeah. Um now, as I said, that bullying wasn't very severe. It was name calling and whatever, but it did affect her. She had changed her eating habits. You know, she stopped eating. Um, she was only eating certain amounts and all this. But the bullying that happened over Christmas um, was much, much more severe. Okay, and how did that start or present itself? It started when um, my daughter was joined into this group chat on Snapchat. Um, now, she knew some of the people in it. So, okay. like that, she was very naive. She's a very naive young one, Niall. You know, she believes what you tell her and everything is factual. You know yeah. what I mean? 
and because she had struggled with friends before she just she longed for a friend so yeah. by being added into this group chat she thought she, she, thought she was being accepted of course exactly, yeah yes exactly um now i wasn't aware of this group chat but it kind of started then um they were calling her um a gender queer and telling her to slit her wrist that was the first oh kind of start of it um, but then more people jumped on the bandwagon. I mean, kids now that didn't even know her, never even saw her, you know. Um, so it started from there and other people then got into it. And it basically, there were some voice notes, Niall, and there were some text messages. And it was telling her to jump off a bridge, uh, jump off a castle, uh, die in a bonfire. Um, to slit her wrist. Um, Then there was a picture of a gun put up and the caption under it was, we'll shoot you down. They told her that she was an orphan, um, that no one loved her, that she'd be better off Uh dead. Um, That's so difficult to listen to. It is, Niall, it is. And, And, and I mean, did she come to you initially when when these, all these... Absolutely abhorrent messages came through. Did she come to you? No. And, you know, that's that's the killing thing about it, Niall, because we had such a lovely Christmas and she was in such good form. I mean, to see her, you would think that she was your typical 12-year-old, excited for Santa and, you know, Mm. all the festivities and gathering with family and everything. You would not have known that something was wrong. And how I found out was on the 3rd of January, she came down the stairs and she said that two young fellas on this this group chat were threatening to egg our house and put a firework in through our letterbox. Um, a picture of my car and my house went up on this group chat and they said that they were going egging it and the firework. And... Quiva got, or Ava got scared and said to come, she came down and told me. And um, mm-hmm. like that, my first initial reaction was, oh my God, I'm going to kill them if they come near my house, you know, this kind of thing. And it wasn't then until afterwards that she taught me everything. Um, I and and she out. showed you all the messages and, and let you listen to all the messages that came into her then? No, I took her out of the group not knowing fully, Niall, what was actually going on. But thankfully, um, a family member um, was able to get uh, most of the stuff back the, the screenshots, so you got all the screenshots, yes. yes. And some recordings. Now, we didn't get now, the it the people all, that Niall. were saying all these things, you're saying that a lot of them, she doesn't even know some of these people. They kind of just joined in. Yeah. So, in other words, yeah. wherever the ringleaders were, I'm assuming she knows the ringleaders. Yeah, uh, and, uh, yes. and everybody else obviously wants to be part of their crew or part of their gang. Or, or, or I think so, Niall, and yeah. I'm not making excuses no, for no, the No, 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 I'm, I'm not but, making excuses for them either. Yeah, There's no excuse. I think, I think it was just basically some of the people that came in on it, they were just, oh, look, this is cool. You know what I mean? I, 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 not that I don't blame them because I am angry at them because of how they've made my daughter feel. You know mm. what I mean? But it was just the severity of what had been said to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, you'd wonder how 13 and 14-year-olds would even come up with this stuff. 
you know what I mean? Because they're seeing it I online, think, unfortunately, yes. And this, yes, you know, there, 100%. It, there's, a, there's a common pattern in all this. I mean, children have changed. Uh, they love a lot more now than we did when we were. We would have never dreamt of saying things like that to people when we were at that no, age. No, we wouldn't. No, no, and no, I never no, heard no. of that. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There was bullying when we were young, but it was in the schoolyard. You got a punch or you got a, a slap or pushed or something. But yeah. you didn't go home and have it at home again then. And that's what children are dealing with now. And so after, you know, they sent the picture of the gun and all that kind of stuff and told her to take her own life and all this. When she spoke to you then, how did she, what did she say to you? Was she, I, I, seemingly she was obviously very upset. But I mean, what did you say to her or, or how did you tackle that then? Um, I suppose I didn't handle it very well at the start. Um, now, anger took over as how they could do this to my child. So a day or two after, now I called the guards and everything and we were kind of just well, going through it. Absolutely. Think, well, can I mention with the picture of the gun, by the way, of course, you would absolutely want to need to call the guards because that's that, I'm assuming the guards would have to take that extremely seriously. Yeah, and they are, and they have been very good. They've kept in contact and they're, they're making sure the Creva is safe. And, and in fairness, they have been very good. They've done what they can and I'm sure we'll get the outcome that we're hoping for on that night. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to Quiva, the hardest part of all of us, Niall, was when I sat in my kitchen two days after and asked Quiva, you know, proper, properly what happened um, and how it made her feel. She basically told me that she was afraid, she wanted it all to stop, that she felt that she couldn't keep going on. And I asked her what she meant by that. And she said that she wanted to slit her wrist. and oh wanted my. to Yeah. And, and at, that, at that point as a parent, you just want to wrap your arms around them and protect them and never let them outside the door again because I know how that feels, that, that feeling that you had as a mother. I mean, you just yeah. want to protect her. And she said that she wanted to jump from her bedroom window. And... You you have this fear, no matter how much you tell your kids, how much you love them, how beautiful they are, you know, the reassurance that you give them. But when you're constantly being told these bad things, now you you believe it. You start to believe course, it because yeah. it's something that's always been said to you. And she firmly believed that everyone wanted her dead and that, that they are her words. I'm so sorry, and that must be so upsetting for you as a parent, knowing how much you love her and how much she's loved probably by, I mean, this is a minority of people, unfortunately. To her, it Mm. seems like a majority because they're on the attack, but it's a minority of people. Everybody else that knows her probably loves her, all her friends, her relations, they all love her. You know, and this is a small amount of people who are making her life difficult, but for her, it seems like everybody at that particular time. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, at that age, Niall, your friends are nearly more important to you than your family. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, of course. Yeah. You listen more to your friends than what you would your family. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, it was heartbreaking to hear and to see the way she was and the fact that these kids made her feel like that. And are the kids that started all this or the, the kind of main culprits, are they from the same school as her? Um, it's like, no. Um she moved to, I moved her schools in September because of the other bullying that was going on. Okay. Um, and and, wh- said, and why, would, at the time, sorry to bring you back to that, the, the, the initial bullying that went on, was it that she felt the school wasn't dealing with it properly? Well, you see, it wasn't even the school, Niall. Um, 
it was out of their hands because the kids were doing it outside of school. They they were acting then like inside in school that everything was fine. They were talking to Quiva and you know everything was hunky dory. I mean the school weren't even aware of what were going on was going on until I rang them. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fairness, you, unless it's happening inside in school, now there's nothing the school can do about it. Okay. Okay. Um. So you would imagine they would have some obligations because the children are in school with her. You know well, I mean? they did do some talks about bullying and things, yeah, but yeah. I don't okay. know. I, I, my personal opinion is it needs the severity of the talks needs to be a lot more. Yeah. You know, it, kids aren't going to listen at that age. Which this is what I, back, this is what I can't understand. When the majority of this is happening on social media, and we hear about it all the time, and we hear tragic stories, and yet. You know, social media is a huge part of children's lives now. It wasn't part it of is. our lives, huge part of their lives. And yet we don't do it. They don't do it in school. They don't have a class on it, on safety on it, on how to behave on it, and responsible use of it. I mean, from the age of 12 upwards, most children are going to be on social media. Oh, and I, 100%. And I don't know why we don't do it in schools. We And this is what, of course, uh, Cyber Safe Kids CEO Alex Cooney, this is what she's looking for, classes in school, digital literacy classes in school. But but getting back to your daughter now, so what's the point she's at now and, and is it still happening to her? No. Um, thankfully, since the guards got involved and spoke to the children involved, it, there hasn't been any more. But like that, Niall, I took the phone straight away. She hasn't had it back since. Um, t- t- I think and you know what? That's on. really sad that she can't be part yeah. She feels she's been punished for yes, something that she hasn't done. Yes. Yeah. Now, I've explained it to her. And like that, night, she is very good. She is very understanding. I explained that it was for her safety and that she just needed a break from all Absolutely. social media. And, you know, I'm glad I've done it, Niall, because she's she's had, had a friend over yesterday. They were out the back playing. And I haven't seen that child out playing in fresh air in I don't know how long. You know time. what? And you probably look at her and you see her smiling and it's lovely to see her smiling. And, and it really was. I mean, even looking out now last night to see her enjoying herself, the laughing and the shouting. And it was at seven o'clock at night and I was like, oh God, I better bring him in before no, the neighbours. leave them there. <laughs> but you know, it, but just yeah. hearing that and seeing mm-hmm. the smile on her face again and the, the torture was gone. I mean... When you're nervous, Niall, your whole body is tense and you're walking around with basically the weight, of the, sho- the weight of the world on your shoulders and you could see that relief from her even. Because you know, it is, I mean, what they did to her is torture. Absolutely, it's yeah. torture. I mean, telling her that the things they said to her, don't repeat them on the air and people heard you say what they were, but yeah. particularly sending her a picture of a gun. How mm-hmm. frightening would that be? Yeah. Uh, for a child. And by the way, the picture of the gun that they sent, was it like just a stock image of a gun or a picture or did somebody actually possess a gun? Um, that's not something I can comment on right okay. now, Niall. Okay, that's under a guard investigation, I assume. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. And in relation to the way the guards are dealing with it and people have criticised the guards in the past, but I know at times they do a wonderful job in doing their best to try to help under the straight restraints of law that they have. And of course, with children, it's very difficult because well, certainly under the age of 12, they're not criminally responsible. Uh, no. But even over the age of 12, under 18, it can be difficult enough to deal with without just, I suppose, cautions and things like that. So how do you feel that's been handled by the guards now at the moment? Well, Niall, I have to be honest here now. They, they have been fantastic. There was two, there's two guards in particular that are on this case. And I mean to say that they went above and beyond 
I wouldn't be lying when I say that. You know, and, and you know why? Because guards have children too. You yes. know what I mean? And I think, and they were children at one point in their life too. So I think yeah. they understand in a situation like this that how, how upsetting, because I'm listening to you today and how upsetting it is for you. And I remember being in, in your situation and how upsetting it was for me at the time as well, you know, to see yeah. your own child being bullied like that. And especially when your hands are tied, Niall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so frustrating. And I mean, I gave them two guards, they actually deserve medals for even putting up with me because what I was saying to them and they were shouting down phones and the arguing. And I mean, they were so understanding. I mean, I don't know would I have been in their position. Do you know what I mean? Would you, would you have been as patient? Yeah. I don't think I would have been now, to be fair. But they have, they've, they they were fantastic. And I'm sure they conti- they will continue to be. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm hoping, you know, that something will come out of it because of the fact because of the severity of what was said, of course, to her. yes, you know what I mean. It wasn't just your. I, I won't no, say it was, typical bullying. No, it was threatening. I mean, they threatened her life. They did, and, they that, did. That, and that's a criminal offence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not just you know a caution or whatever it is to threaten somebody's life. I mean, we all seen the shocking story last year of Anna Kriegel and the two boys, mm. of course, that went to court and went to jail, boy A and boy B, at the time. And we've seen numerous stories which ended a lot more tragically. Thankfully, I'm delighted to see that your daughter is coming back to herself and you've done a wonderful job as a mother. You've done all the right things. You've done everything to protect her and everything you can. And and she should be so proud of you too, Sarah. You know, oh, I'm sure her. she is. And hopefully she can look back at this at a time in her life, you know, just when things went a little bit wrong and her mammy was there for her. All the time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you should be so proud. And, and I know what it feels like, and particularly probably that day when she told you how bad it was that day and she showed you that, are you seeing those images? It must have tore your heart to pieces. It did. And I mean, they went on to her social media, Niall, and they took pictures off her social media of herself and posted them up mocking her as well. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You know, I just, I mean, to all, if there is any children listening in cars today with their mams and dads, please, please, please be respectful of other children. It doesn't matter if they're a little bit different to you or they have longer hair or they're different shaped body or they might have a different sexuality or whatever it happens to be. Please, please stop being judgmental. We're all different. Every one of us, we're all different and we all deserve to share the space in peace. And just, Niall, for any kids who are being bullied out there and that are afraid to speak out and uh, and I'm sure I can say that I'm speaking for every parent. Come to us. Tell your parents what's happening because they can help. They can solve it. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and so it, is, it is the key. Communication to, to suffer in silence is not the right thing to do. And I would reiterate that again for any children that might be listening to their teenagers. Please talk to your mum and dad. Or if you feel you're not comfortable talking to your mum and dad and some kids may feel like that I don't know why but they may feel like that talk to your aunt or your uncle or your brother or your sister talk to yeah. somebody anyone yeah. anyone don't but keep just it to yourself don't want to suffer exactly yeah. exactly Sarah listen you're a wonderful mum thanks very much and nice. she should be so proud of you and she will be so proud of you later in life when you tell her back the story well she'll remember it I'm sure forever anyway she probably will remember it forever more than likely but you know it'll, at least it'll only be a memory yes absolutely nice. and and hopefully you know, because of your intervention and because the guards are involved now, because other children will see what happens, uh, you know, what the end result of bullying a child is, and hopefully people will get into trouble for doing it, and rightly so. Um, yeah. It may stop it, and hopefully will stop it in the future, if that happens. Hopefully. 
Sarah, thanks Hopefully. very much indeed. I appreciate it. Thank you, Niall. Thank See you. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. What a tragic, tragic story. What a horrible, horrible story. The poor child. Hopefully now she's back with a smile on her face again and hopefully she can move on with her life. It's going to be very difficult and she will be affected by that. She absolutely will be affected by that. And so many children around the country and so many people have been affected by bullying throughout their lives. I felt it when I was a child. I was bullied in school as well. I know exactly what it's like. I think every parent does. But you can imagine magnifying that even more. We didn't have what children have to deal with nowadays. When I was 11 or 12 years of age, bullying consisted of me hiding behind the, the school prefabs because somebody was going to steal me money and my lunch and he'd come around and he'd find me and he'd give me a hide and a box in the head. So much so I ended up with alopecia. All my hair fell out when I was nine years of age. That was bullying in those days. But at least when I went home, I could stay in my room. I became a house hatcher. I could stay in the room and nobody could get me. The problem nowadays for children is the bullying gets worse when they get home because they do what every child does because they want to be part of the gang. They want to be part, you know, they want to be with their peers and they go online and they go on social media, they go on TikTok and they go on uh, WhatsApp groups and Snapchat groups and all sorts of groups and then all of a sudden the bullying starts again. So they're, they're out of school and the bullying starts again. They haven't even got out of the door. And then you get these horrendous messages telling you to kill yourself, sending you pictures of guns, you're going to burn your house down. I mean... What sort of parents raise children that would do that to another child? Look, if you've had any experience of bullying, how did you deal with it? Sarah dealt with it perfectly. That's exactly as a parent how you should deal with these situations. That's what you have to do. Uh, the number is 87 188 That's 087-188-0008. I want to know how you dealt with it. Did the school, were the school any use? Were the Garda Shia Khan any use? Did you go to them? How was bullying dealt with in your situation? Let me know. The number is 87 one double eight travels zero eight. Uh, some of the texts we coming in. So we said there should be no age limit when it comes to bullying. I'm assuming that's in relation to the age of criminal responsibility. Somebody says, "Now, what does that mean?" Well, what it means is in Ireland, the age of criminal responsibility is twelve years of age. Now, under that age, by the way, unless it's unlawful killing, i.e., murder, a child cannot be prosecuted. So, for what they would call a misdemeanor or in America or any other crime, they can't be prosecuted only for murder under the age of twelve. Uh, Jane, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Jane? Not too bad. How are you, Niall? Jane, it's, you know, this topic upsets me so much every time I do it because I know how everybody feels because I went through it not only as a parent, but I went through it as a child as well. So I know exactly how everybody feels. And you went through it as well with your daughter. Yeah, um, I was listening to that lady's story and uh, it got me because um, obviously my daughter went through something similar. Um, it started when she went into first year. Okay, so how old was um, she then? About 11, 12? Uh, about, uh, about 12, going yeah. on 13. Okay. Um, and it was small little things at first, um, but I didn't know about most of it. Um, but then it got severe where, like that, she was getting um, directions or like sent to her on her phone of how to kill yourself. Oh, how no. To tie, how to tie a noose, um, how to tie your sheet, sheet bed um, clothes together to to properly hang yourself. Um, oh, my when it got really bad for my daughter, well, I went in and she started self-harming. And that's when everything came out. She showed me these pictures. She showed me the messages. That must have broke your heart when you saw those. Oh, I was devastated. Um, I, and you know how you feel at that moment? And, and I know because I've been in that situation. Yeah. At that particular moment in time, you want to find those people and you want to I beat want them to, to a pulp. Yeah. I want to kill. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I wrapped my arms around my daughter and I said, look, I'm with you 100%. 
you know, we're going to get this sorted. Yeah. So, and I did and I tried, but for a couple of years, it got worse. As she got older, it got really severe. She was physically beaten. Uh, I ended up having to get cameras in my home. Um, it was outside work or outside school. Um, I must say the schools weren't that great for me. No, some um, schools are good, some are awful. Yeah, they weren't that great. Um, yeah. Now, my daughter has since had, she has anorexia now because of this. Um, she is on medication and probably will be for the rest of her life. How old is she um, now, by the way? How old is your daughter now? She's 17. Okay. Um, I've been to the guards um, and I remember going to the guards one night. It was about half two in the morning um, and these girls were at it again. And Amy came in to me and she woke me up and showed me things and I said, no, I've had enough. I cannot deal anymore. I went down to the guards and I basically said to them, do something now or I'm going to do something. And unfortunately, I said... I they were the words to... that came out of my mouth, by the way, when I went to the yeah. guards too, yeah. So I said, <laughs> I've had enough. I said, yeah. do I have to wait till my daughter is hanging or has her throat slit or, you know, till my daughter is gone before you will do something? So Fair Juice, the guard that was there, he went down and knocked on that door at three o'clock in the morning. I got threats straight away after this, after the guards arrived. Um, it was reported to Tulsa and I got a letter off them basically saying it didn't reach the guidelines. Now, I don't know what the guidelines are it for them. It didn't meet the guidelines? It didn't meet the guidelines, yeah. And what, um, what the guidelines in relation to what? As into the threats on her life, the physical abuse she received. Now, she was given a severe hiding where... Um, didn't meet the guidelines. They're telling her how to kill herself. Yeah. They didn't meet. They didn't didn't reach the guidelines for anything to be done. When I got a phone call off of them, I said, "Okay, what are the guidelines?" And they were like, "Well, um, you know, these are kind of only small matters." I said, "Small matters." I said, oh "You're my. not a parent, obviously." I am watching my daughter kill herself slowly every day. She's not eating. She's not drinking. She's attending. She was in hospital numerous times because of her anorexia. Um, They're destroying they her on, childhood. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. picked on everything about her. Her image. Now, obviously, as parents, we're all biased. My daughter is stunning. But she doesn't see that. Mm. Of course, she, she doesn't no, see. She, 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 she yeah. only sees that what the image they're reflecting onto her. Exactly. Yeah. She she would say to me on a daily basis, "Mom, my life is not worth living. Why am I here? What is my purpose?" Mm. And as a parent, hearing that from your child because of other girls, you're like, "How can someone make you feel that you're not worth? Yeah, you're not worth being here." Like every day broke my heart. Every day I wanted to kill people. I, no, I'm not I, an angry person. No, I know. I, I know. And you know, who, um, because you see screenshots, and you know who these people are. You can probably yeah. find them. And, yeah. And you wanted oh, to go around and, yeah, you, you wanted to go around and, yeah. I remember speaking to Jackie Fox here, whose daughter sadly took her own life, Coco, and we brought in laws because yes, of her. I was talking to her too. Yeah. I reached out to her, yeah. Uh, okay, and, and Jackie's a wonderful woman. But Jackie Lady. told me that these people who had bullied her daughter had the gall to turn up at her funeral. Oh my God. You, you know, and, and that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. I actually reached out to Jackie because um, I've seen her story and about her daughter and it was very similar to my daughter's yeah. and I reached out to her because I needed help and I, and I had no one else to turn to. Um, now, as I said, I, the guards were okay. They weren't great. Uh, their hands were tied. They basically said to me because they're all under the age of 18 that all they can do is send a report to Tulsa. They can go down and they can tell them to leave her alone. Can they not they caution didn't... them? Or give them a yes. JLO or whatever it is no, they give. No, no. Because they're under 18, he told me they can go down and they can say to them, listen, leave her alone, stay away, this, whatever. But a report goes to Tulsa. And it's Tulsa that takes up, up, up something 
if they're under 18. But that didn't reach the guidelines. I don't know what... By the way, you won't be be the first to say that. Unfortunately, there's not a great Um, reputation there, you know, with dealing with situations. I found I had no one to turn to. Now, luckily enough, my daughter is 17 now. As I said, she still attends appointments. Um, But she's out the other side, you think? She, she's she's getting there, one hundred percent. I good. took her out of that situation. I took her out of the school because, as I said, they weren't great. Um, and it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and they're you know not, what? Social media. This is what I'm talking about today. Special oh, class. We should have a class. Social media is doing this to children. Nightmare, nightmare. Yeah. I now hate it. again, I hate it. like that other lady, I took yeah. my daughter's phone off her. <clears throat> but then I figured, why should she suffer because of these people? Yeah. So I, I, I suppose know, in Sarah's case, because she's still at that point that you were at, it's to try and give her a break from it. I suppose. And I did. Yeah. When, when we took the phone, I seen a totally different child. Yes, of course. Because she's not you seeing know, it. It's only what she's no seeing. Yeah. Exactly. There's no stress. There's no hassle. There was nothing for her to see. There was nothing for her to worry about. There was no threats coming in. Yeah. There was there was nothing. Um, and... Then, obviously, then you give her back the phone for a day or two just, you know, to try and let her be back with her friends in that sort of sense. And it starts back all over oh, again. Yeah, I know. You know, and it's just... I know, and as a parent, it's a difficult task or difficult decision to make. Do I take yeah. them away from social media where their real friends are as well? Because some of yeah. their good friends would be there too. Yeah. You know, and or do I take her off at all together and then, you know, she doesn't see anybody at all. So there's a, it's a kind of tough decision to make as a it parent. Is. And, I, and I feel that there's not enough help out there for people no. that are going through no. bullying. There really isn't. I know the schools say, oh, we're high tolerance on bullying and we do this. They, some of them do nothing. Some yeah. of them are great but some of them do nothing. You know, when my daughter was given a hiding in the school, on the school grounds, apparently the cameras weren't working in that area at that day. You know? Yeah. Like, but yet again, if someone stood up to someone else, oh, they're done straight away because I'll catch you on camera. No, no, I, I understand exactly where you're going with that. I understand exactly what you mean. But look, I'm glad your daughter is now getting the treatment that she needs and that she's kind of on her way back out the other side of it. Yeah. And look, it's a good message once again for all the parents out there listening yeah. and maybe for but, parents just to ask their children how they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just one more thing is, for, for a child, if anyone's listening that their kids might be a bully or they might know that their child is doing something to someone else, the long-term effects that they don't see that's what, what, what the killer is. Yeah. They might bully someone for a couple of months and then pass on, the, oh, I, I'm done with them, and forget about it. But that person that they've bullied... I That'll mean, affect them for the rest of their life. Yeah, I mean... Absolutely. Like, three years my daughter was going through it, and she's on medication now at the moment for her mental health, and that will probably be with her for the rest of her life. Absolutely, absolutely. Because just... of this, you know, but... I appreciate you going on the air today and sharing your story with us. Listen, thank you very no, much indeed. Thank all you right, very much and, for and to you and your daughter, I wish you well. All right, thank all right. you so much. All right, and so many people, by the way, want to share their story. So many people in a very similar situation as well. No, my daughter was bullied in school. She was pushed around with two other girls, and was put on social media. Now I saw her attitude change, change at home, and I knew something had happened. Eventually, she told me. When I approached the school about it, the headmistress was immediately onto us. And the parents of the other girls were called in. Now, one of them did apologise to her, but the other one didn't. Both of them were suspended from school. One of the girls, in fairness, did give apologise the next day and gave her chocolates and flowers. I know it does make up for being bullied. She's now in her 20s, thank God, and doing great. Thanks, Niall. You're right, it doesn't make up for it, but at least it's an acknowledgement that she knew what she was doing was wrong, I suppose. Hi, Niall. Um, I'm just calling from Galway. Um, I was severely bullied in national school, name calling, um, 
being isolated by neighbouring children like and nobody did anything today I'm 56 years old and it's still with me so the damage that's done to children without action being taken by adults is absolutely shameful and teachers and adults in authority that don't take action should hang their heads in shame all right, would you want to hear your comments today and what you believe and how you believe we should be dealing with bullying and are the schools doing enough? Are the Garda Shea Connor doing enough? As we, as parents, are we doing enough? The number's 87 8 Hi Chris, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. I tell you now, Chris, it's extremely difficult to listen to some of the stories that I'm hearing today and some of the ones that I'm reading online, but you were also bullied in school. That's correct, Niall. Yeah, thanks for bringing me on. Uh, yeah, it was all, when I first started, it was the first year of going into secondary school and within three weeks I started and left secondary school because of it and okay. it it all, it literally all started with name calling you know that was happening on a daily basis called all sorts of names and then it was getting physical then as time went on uh, pushing and shoving and it would just happen to be at one day I was going up to class and it was just after a lunch break I can remember this so vividly because it stuck with me ever since but when I was going to class, you would go, you would go up to the, it was actually on the fourth floor, so you'd go up some stairs. And to kind of give you a quick uh, picture, there was always on each floor a set of double doors that you'd pass through. And when, it, when you would go through these doors, you'd have the corridor and so on. And it was not uncommon where kids would, you know, hang around and, and loiter there before class or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there was this group of guys that would just single me out all the time that would previously name-call me. And they were there on, on on this floor. And they just caught me and pushed me and shoved me uh, there and then. And every time I reached to get past the doors, uh, it, it just wouldn't happen. They said, you know, you require money to pass through here and followed by names. I don't want to repeat any names just in case, but mm. uh, it was made, It was mainly got to do with all that. But all of a sudden, I did notice that one of them just came up behind me and, and caught me and pulled my polo shirt that was a part of the uniform at the time up over my head and pushed me down the flight of stairs that oh, I just God. come up. Mm. And were so, you badly injured? I was, yeah. I, I had a big... Uh, apart, uh, as well as cuts and bruises, I had a big gash from my wrist to my elbow. It was pumping up blood. It was hardcore flooring. And how and like, how was that dealt with? Then I'm assuming the guards would have got involved in a situation like that, or the police, or the school would have called the guards or something. No, 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 because when it originally happened, you see, I I I literally went straight to the the school office to get help because uh, I was shaking, and I remember yeah. looking up at these guys that had just done it, and they were just laughing. And just still shouting names down to me. And I just ran to the office as quick as I could to get help. And when I got help, I was asked what had happened. And I actually covered it up because I was so afraid. Because you were afraid they were going to do something to you. Exactly. You know, the ongoing... Uh, so what did you, know, you say? What did you say? I tripped. Yeah, that I just tripped down the stairs. And uh, my parents were called uh, that day. And my mum had picked me up. And she saw the, the state that I was in. And just couldn't understand, you know, like how this happened, even mm. though I was put it down to an accident. Uh, so it, it, it took a while for me to recover. I took a few days off school. And when I went back to school a few days later, I remember going to the school gates with my mother accompanying me on the day and I broke down in absolutely hysterics. Uh, I was having a panic attack, which I didn't know I was having at the time. 
and I just remember go in complete fear of what was to come. And I, I just couldn't hold it in because this had happened for two or three weeks, as I said. So it was all kind of like bottling up and it was kind of weighing on me. And I just eventually had to burst it out after this because I thought, well, I could be dead next because the nurse on the day that bandaged me up said you were very lucky that this wasn't worse. You could have been killed if you hit your head a certain way. Of course, way. you could have been. And what advice, by the way, very quickly, would you give to parents out there? What advice would you give to them listening? Just to, you know, keep an eye on all your kids, you know, make sure that the, if there's anything wrong ever so slightly, you know, investigate it, you know, keep talking to the schools. Um, some kids mm. would be, you know, are, are they able to just come out and start talking straight away, but I wasn't. It took yeah, me a some, while. Some find it a bit harder to communicate that, I suppose, or maybe they're afraid as well to say anything in case in case they're afraid mum and dad might do something which will get them into more trouble, I suppose. That's that's what they're thinking to themselves, which is not the case, yeah. by the way. They, they should try and speak to people. Look, I'm sorry you went through that, Chris. How long ago was that now, by the way? This was 2004, uh, so it's got, this is kind of going and back it's still, a little bit. And it's still, you can, it's still like yesterday. You'll remember every detail of it, of course. Oh, know? yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like an old flashback movie, you know, when you see it. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Remember exactly. every detail. But look, That's thank you very much for sharing your story, Chris. I really appreciate it, Chris. Uh, by the way, if any teenagers have any issues at all and you want some help or you want to speak to somebody, you can contact Teen Line. And the number, by the way, is one eight hundred eight double three six three four. And that's for children and teens, by the way, to ring themselves. So it's called Teen Line. You can talk to people who will listen to you and maybe give you some advice. And it's one eight hundred eight three three six three four. And it's Teen Line for children. Also, by the way, for parents who are dealing with a situation with their child, there is a parent line as well. And it's a Dublin number. It's oh one eight seven three three five hundred. That's oh one eight seven three three five hundred. Or indeed, of course, as an adult, if you are being bullied or a child, you can call the Samaritans. And the, the number is double one six one two three. That's double one six one two three. if you've been affected by anything you've heard on the show today. Thank you to everybody who got involved, by the way. And I think for a lot of people, it's an eye-opener. And maybe for a lot of children out there, if you are being bullied and you are listening to the show today, don't be afraid to talk to your mum and dad. They will deal with it. They will sort it out. It all moves forward from that point. And you never have to deal. You should never, ever have to deal with anybody belittling you. You should never deal with anybody making threats to you. You should never deal with anybody calling you names. You shouldn't have to deal with that. So talk to your mum and dad if it's ever happening, all right? Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.